Hello, Jay here. If I could ask, could you give us a little five-star rate in Apple Podcasts? Go on, please. It won't take long. You can just do it now. That'd be lovely. And share the podcast. Tell your friends. Appreciate it. And on today's show, we're talking to the amazing Andrea Edwards, who set up One Phuket. With no definitive date for an end to this global pandemic, which is having a major impact on economies around the globe, our beautiful island of Phuket continues to see many people struggling to survive. One Phuket is a group to bring us all together. As a community, with the mantra, we will get through this crisis together. Andrea talks about how and why One Phuket was set up, what it's doing, and how you can be part of this community. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Andrea Edwards. Hello. Hello. It's like a beanie that's... <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Sorry. The listener doesn't know what you're talking about. Okay. Listener, someone just walked <laughs> in. That's a very strange haircut. Russell likes him. He's going to go and chat him up later. <laughs> There's Andrea lots Ed- of lovely ladies here. Welcome to darling. the podcast. Ah, <laughs> ah, now I see the weakness. <laughs> Andrea Edwards. How yes. long have you been in Phuket for? Almost four years. Oh, so not that long. Relative, no, no, maybe. we're still considered newbies, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But you are making a big splash. Well, no, waves. no, I, I don't want to. I like. I, I actually did like coming here and hiding a bit. Well, you're not going to hide now. <laughs> um, we, we got a bit of a change of a podcast this week. So normally we would go into you, your background, where you came from, da da da, in your life, and we're going to leave that one for another podcast. What we're here to do is to introduce Russell. Say hello, Russell. Hello. To this amazing. I don't know if charity is the, the wrong word for it. It's not a charity. A, a What did I, the well, words I'm I, trying my, to use? My first question Go on. was, what is the purpose of the concept of One Phuket? I think the best way to think about One Phuket is that it's 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 an idea more than anything. Because it's, 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 it's not an, an official entity. association. Yeah. You know, that takes months and months. I mean, I've got months and months, right? So it's, it's an umbrella over all of the great work that's happening uh, in Phuket. But it's not us at the front it's us at the back saying who needs help who needs awareness who needs money um and let, let's let's make sure that we we let the right people know that people need need help right okay, let, let's dial this back and obviously we most people listening are aware this is obviously covid related yeah but what are the the key aspects that you're you're looking into you know who are these people that need the help and need the money and, and need the, the support where, well, where is this going to? Let me, just just bef- good question right i mean you've come prepared <laughs> I'm proud I've changed. of you. You've changed. <laughs> oh, can I go back even further, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Good. Thanks. Um, so, in um, the beginning. <laughs> yeah, in the beginning. You know, 12, like 12 months ago when um, everything, everything fell apart. Mm-hmm. I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys remember that time, you know, when we went into real lockdown in March. Yeah, yeah. So we got, our family had to go into lockdown in February for a couple of weeks. And then the real one sort of kicked off in March. And I, I, I was stunned. I was 
just stunned for weeks and as I do, I was just reading everything I could, watching everything way. I could. Well, just the, the situation that the world was in. Right. Um, Where were you, based? Because I just going back to the so the lock the lockdown was exactly pretty much twelve months yeah. ago. Cause it was over the Songkran period. They yeah. didn't want they restricted people to their districts. districts. Yeah. So where were you? No, based? no, we were locked in our homes at that point. Well, that, this is my point because we weren't locked in our homes. We were locked in our districts, not our homes. So we could travel around. You could go out shopping and doing basic things, but, but I mean, basically we. We understood it was a case you stayed at home and just... Pretty much, there was, there was nowhere to go anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. Where, which part of Phuket were you living so in? So we're just in Chantelay. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, so I mean, I just remember being stunned and I was just sort of... And then, you know, when I finally, you know, weeks, months, whatever it was, came out of it, I mean, the first thing I did was um, I went out with Rebecca Leck. Mm-hmm. Uh, God forbid. Beard. That was must have been bonkers. Remember you go was, from lockdown to going out with that the was Lex first thing I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And Because you remember she was doing the soul food. She was doing she great was, work, Every yeah. day. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing yeah. what she was doing. And, and I went out and we went to a whole bunch of the workers' camps. And, you know, I saw that side of life in Phuket for the first time. I think as you, when you live here, you don't necessarily get the opportunity to go and see it. And that's something important for me personally. Um, and so I did a video on YouTube and um, just, to, just to raise awareness because... How the rest of the world has responded to this, especially the developed world, impacts this part of the world in a much more serious way. That it's not COVID; it's the economic impact. And and I wanted to go and see it firsthand. And and it was um it's very humbling when you go into that situation. And then from that point on, I was just I was looking around and trying to work out what was going on. Uh, we were giving money to people if they needed money. We were helping if they needed help. Uh, creating awareness, which you know, something I really believe in, um, and I kept asking, "Who's got that? Who's got the big picture? Who know? Who can? Who's, who knows what's going on everywhere?" And uh, as time was going on, I just couldn't get the answer to that question because um, I need to see the big picture. That's the way my mind works. I think you're like me, Russell, right? Um, and then you know, as we we're coming into Christmas, I don't know, coming into the new year. I, I was pretty exhausted from last year. Were you, you guys, did you guys feel that level of exhaustion? Oh, no fucking son. Jesus. Yeah, man. it was really. It was, yeah. yeah, I think globally, you know, I was talking to my sister today in Melbourne and they've had a really hard time with lockdowns and that, that really battered the people in Victoria going through that, you know. So, you know, it, it's, every single person on this planet is having a hard time and I think it's important to feel that you, you can express that even though you're not having as hard a time as somebody else down the road, right? That, if I can just jump in, that's ex- for me exactly the point. Because yet yeah, globally, everyone's been smashed backwards and forwards yeah. and all over the shop. We're, we're all feeling it in a lot of ways. Some are suffering a lot more than others. Yeah. And yeah, here in Phuket, yes, okay, we had our district lockdown and we, we've had lockdowns the same as everyone else. But for the past six, nine months, we have had it really easy oh. by comparison to a lot of other places in the world. But yeah. Really easy. Yeah. I mean, here we are sitting in a coffee shop which we've been doing for months, whereas other places don't even open. Yeah. So we've had it really, really easy. People from the outside could look and say, oh, you're, you're doing so great, you're doing so well. You know, up in, in our area in Phuket and Chantelay, you wouldn't know there was a pandemic to all, okay, there's less traffic and less people, but the bars are open, the shops seem reasonably busy. Obviously, things are lower than, than they would be in high season, but yeah. things are just going on as normal. You it's this area know, in particular, right? right? Which belies the point that what you're not seeing is the devastation that leaks just beneath the surface. Yeah. Because this is all normal. Yeah. Whereas you pop over the hill down to Batong, down to Catch and Cam, which are just, I mean, up here it's resident market and tourist market. Down there it's tourist market. Yeah. No tourists. It's devastating. Yeah. It's, it's slightly better now than it was six months ago. But then people don't realize the knock on effect. It's just not, 
know, the people in their businesses. It's not just the hotels and the GMs that are losing their jobs. Yeah. It's the, the waiting staff, the casual staff, the people that need those three jobs that they had yeah. to put food on that table for that night. The small business owners that relied on tourists that are no longer here. Yeah. And all of that. And who's looking out for them? Yeah. And that's the point, right? Mm. And yeah, no, I mean, it is. Um, so, you know, I've done a couple of drives through the tourist areas and, you know, one in a thousand shops are open, if that. Mm. Um, you know, you say the 7-Elevens and the McDonald's closed down. That never happens, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, you know I mean, it's serious when. Yeah, we're lucky being here in Chernobyl because, mm. you know, the shops and restaurants, new things are opening. Um, businesses from that area are coming up to this area Correct, for, yeah. because there's permanent residents living mm. here. But still, you know, just a couple of shops down, you know, there's a lot a lot of empty shops here yeah. too, right? So the impact, it, it's hard. And, and, and we've seen it on our friends. I've seen it with you, with your business. Mm. Um, you know, it's heartbreaking, but that, that, that other layer of society that's been impacted is it's devastating, you know. And, you know, just the other day someone posted up a picture of an old man in somewhere down in, I think, Katu, um, and he'd given up, you know. And there's just this picture of this old, very, very skinny man lying in his bed outside, um, and he just couldn't get up anymore. And so I, I brought the right people to the attention of that. And, you know, the officials went down and the next photo is him up and moving about, right? But, you know, mental health issues are a real crisis, just like everywhere else. Violence is, you know, all, all that sort of horrible stuff. Um, but as, the other thing that happened in the new year was I was reading the globe, from a global economy perspective, this year is expected to be worse. And then the Thai you know, government, the provincial government, was saying you know, the average salary in Phuket was over 40 grand. Then with the pandemic, it went down to just under four grand, and I can get the correct figures. And now it's expected to go below two grand, right? How can families survive on less than two thousand baht? Yeah. So you know, we know that the, the it's here. We know it's real. And this is government support money. No, this is salaries. Oh wow. Yeah. So and the government's supporting as many people as it can. Yeah. But it's a developing country, right? Yeah. Um, and 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 right from the word go, developing countries would not be able to to maintain the support of the, the citizens. Mm like the West could. So American can go for a lot longer, Yeah. no matter what, what shambles it is, but they can go for a lot longer to support their citizens and make sure people aren't starving. So, you know, that, that from that side of thing, you know, and then from that side of view, the, the, the government side, the economic side, but then the other side, the people who are doing the good work are exhausted. Mm. I could see it in their faces. You know, people like um, Debbie and Gary Krause, yeah. right? They do so much, so much. Um, and they're just giving so much away and they've lost so much for their business just because their students have left or people can't afford to pay for their lessons. Um, and I'll do anything to support those mm -hmm. guys too because they're, su they're such beautiful people. Uh, but, you know, they couldn't do enough. Nobody could do enough. And the people were... That's, when you feel that you can't do enough when you're giving everything that you've got, I think that kills your spirit eventually and it wears you out. And It so, also shows us the flaw in the system. Yeah. That if, if, if people individually are doing collectively as much as they possibly can do and it's not making a dent someone needs to step back and say right the system of the approach that we're using here has to change yeah because otherwise what's the point we're just going to burn out more people lose yeah. more resources Where, where's the use where's the help in doing that yeah but i think the people at the front line doing the work aren't the people that can see that oh because they're so they caught, they're so yeah. sort of focused on it right and so you know i'm all i did was reach out to everybody i knew who was doing good and say I think we need to come together and just talk and see what's mm -hmm. going on. And, and that's that's all I've done, right? Mm -hmm. So just please, I'm not being humble or anything. That's all I did was pull, pulled the right people into a room 
and we had a conversation. And Dame Andrea does sound very good, though. It's got a I nice think. ring to it. It has got a good ring yeah. to it, doesn't I've, it? No, I've always said I'm Empress. Oh, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. that as well. Yeah, I can yeah. see you being carried, yeah. actually, by six hunky men oh, with their like six-packs yeah. bursting out on the shoulders. Yeah. With a um, yeah, exactly. Um, That's what um, I'm seeing. Yeah. I've got to be the Empress because there's only one of them in the world, right? Is there only one Empress in the world? Yeah, the Japanese one. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, so that's why. Well, I know. Good to know. Yeah. But, yeah, but putting my crown on, absolutely. My new brand's got <laughs> a crown in it. <laughs> obviously, you don't want any of that. No. Yeah. That's a one side. I mean, it would be and, nice. And you haven't thought about it. No, no, anyway. only in a humorous way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In a matriarchal way. Yeah, yeah. Because the world needs the matriarchs to rise. Oh, dear God, yes. Yeah. 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 So that's what the, yeah. the new brand that's coming up. It really is about saying, okay, time for that. Can I but, just... I, when you went to the, the camps with, with the Lexter, Rebecca, yeah. um, what, what camps were you going to? We went to a couple of the Burmese camps just around, in and around Phuket Town with Sister Lakna. Okay. Um, oh, you went to those ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, just from uh, how they were living, you know. Which is meant Sister Lakna is from the Good Shepherd yeah. School, so she's yeah. an amazing lady, oh, Sister Lakna. Absolutely yeah. just a heart Brilliant. of gold and yeah. just a beautiful, beautiful woman. Yeah, I love her. Do anything yeah. for her. And, but, you know, even seeing when meeting her, just that. I could see that st- constant stress in her face for the need to raise money. If someone like Sister Lachna can just focus on doing good and the money can come, imagine much, how much more she can do, right? The, in, uh, I was talking to Tina Hall, one of, one of our, the, the, the amazing people doing charity work for Phuket has been good to us <laughs> here. She's been working in charity for 10 years and she said every single day it's hard. Yeah. And it's like, it shouldn't be hard. We, we, the rest of us should make it easy. For the people to do good, you know, and that's that's what one pet cat is, is us all coming together and saying, right, let's come together and do what we need to do to help everyone get through this time because the people who are suffering the most are not responsible for, for, for the situation that they're in. They're just not, right? Can and I um, just play a little bit of devil's advocate here? Mm-hmm. Years ago, when yes, we yeah. were, when we were, I was, you would be MC and I'd be DJing for a big Mabel. Was it the Mabel? Well, that was back in the day, there was four a year. There was four a year. Yeah, so four, there was four, four big, big charity, charity events. events a year. And, and they would raise a million bar each. Got pretty if, much. If not more. If I not mean, more. And these four charity events were, were amazing. They were huge, huge, big events. And people looked forward to it. It was, you know, the, the four. Then all of a sudden, slowly but surely, you started getting six a year, seven a year, 10 a year, 12 a year, 48 a year, 50 million a year. And it started to, and you started to see. The, the figures going down, and also it was the same concept it's being exactly the same. Being Two and a half thousand out, and then dinner got, and wine and auction and, all, and it was the same prizes, the same thing. And you got Puka has been good to us. You had a good shepherd, and you had a few more and a few more, and that's not knocking them in yeah, any way. Yeah. But what I'm just saying is, it, it seemed to dilute. And I don't know if the if the money balanced out or not. And I'm looking at you, Russ, for for help I, here. No, I, I, it, from experience working with the charities, it was certainly dropping because. One week I'm going, hey, Andrew, please come to my event and support it and donate 5,000 baht. And then the next week, oh, Andrew, come to my... And you, you want to help, so you do all of these things. Yeah. But there's only so many 5,000 bahts I can hand out. Yeah. And I remember back in those days, there was talk amongst some of the, the groups so that we should try and pull together and do like an overarching event that's big. We can pull all of our resources together. Whenever we raise, we split it between the three, four, five charities. And then it's the case of, well, I know ours is big and we do this and we've got more outgoing. And it never went anywhere because it's all that political bickering. So it's, on one hand, it's nice 
that this seems to be finally happening. And my big hope is that this carries on post-pandemic. What sucks is that it's taken a devastating pandemic that's just knocked everyone down to the same level. It sucks that it had to take that to make it happen. Mm. But fine, if the if the silver lining is, it brings everyone together to say, well, surely we can make this more effective in the longer term. I mean, obviously what we're talking about right now is people need help today, yeah. yesterday. Let's deal with that and get everything on an even keel. But it would be really nice also looking forward a wee bit to see that the seeds that we plant now with one Phuket have a longer lasting legacy. Yeah. And the issue that I find is that you're giving money to, and even now it's still happening. So now one Phuket is out there. So the other day I'm giving money to one Phuket. No, I've got no issue with that. I don't have a lot of money. And then there's another box for donations for this. For Good Shepherd now wants some donations because they've just opened the shop. And this is where it starts to people are starting to go, well, what, who am I going to go to support? Who's more needy? Who's so the right purple? If, if I'm reading this right, that's the concept of One Phuket. Yeah. You give the money to One Phuket, it then goes out to every single... And, and that is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. It's nice that that's happening because yeah. it got to the point where I couldn't support every single charity on the island. Mm. Some I don't want to support, you know, the dog one that he used to, I used to hate because dogs could go <laughs> jog on, in my opinion. <laughs> no, but, I, but, you, I think it's but then you've got the elephants as well, you know. Where yeah. And, you know, and I, I, some people are very driven to support uh, to support animals. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, people like Vicky Kylie, uh, she's got three, uh, three elephants and she's training the, the people that work with the elephants to adopt a more sustainable approach, right, which I think is a beautiful yeah. thing. And if she can help them be successful... We can slowly create a lot of change around a- a- elephants in Thailand. And you've got the Soy Dog Foundation, and you, there's another one that you pause, would say, yeah. what's it called? Pause. Pause. Um, you know, and, and if you care about that, it was, I care about people. That's my always, always been, I, I've always had a philosophy. When I was a, a teenager, my friends were um, flicking paint on people's fur coats. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I always found it quite interesting because um, I figure if you, can change, if you can change people and make people more compassionate, then we don't need to protect animals anymore because we should ra- raising consciousness Changing people is a and become kind of job. Yeah, but we've got to do Jesus it. If we Christ. don't do it, we've got no. You know. No, so I think yeah. that, I think my what is, it's it's great that this one Phuket because when I and we, we will get on to this uh, the concert that that Gary and Debbie put together and obviously one Phuket was supported. But to see Tina from Phuket has been good to us. To see Chantel from the Good Shepherd and that's how we know them mm. as yeah. they are those specific groups. And yeah. I hate the tribalistic side of things, and that is a tribalistic yeah. charities. But to see everyone coming together in one location, all raising money for the same thing, yeah. although it's it will be spread out. But yeah. you know I mean, that was a real positive. Yeah. So I think, but, so what... But, but, but it's, it's really important, like, Good Shepherd have still got their work and they still need their sure. funds, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Phuket has been good to us, you know. They've had to cut back some of the teachers at the school in Kamala. Yeah. They still need help. Um, I went through one of the recycling towns. Apparently, there's like 500 kids that can't go to school because their parents can't afford their education, and, and it's like such a small amount of money, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things going on. So I think you've got to choose to support with your heart what matters to you. And One Phuket is about saying you can you can donate to us, but we're going to raise awareness for all of these other things. And I agree with you. And I've talked to some of the people in the charity space. There's a lot of ego, you know. But I think I think Thailand. The whole tourism industry, the whole world was like that. We've, everything grew so quickly and there's so much noise and, you know, you go to the shops or you'd have an experience and it wasn't really nice anymore and, you know, people have lost their smiles. It was just churning billions of people and all around the world, you know, people just 
tramping on the environment and just no, it, uh, there wasn't. We, it all got so ugly and big and noisy, and none of us ever stopped. So, part of me being stunned at the beginning was something stopped it. Yeah, and it's, we needed to stop. What happens when that airport opens up? That first thousand people, four thousand people come in. I have a sneaking suspicion. I think we all probably do. Sat at this table, we're all kind of nodding. That it's just gonna. Those tour boats are gonna start barrowing out again. All those dolphins that we've seen uh, are good. They're gonna be knocked away again. They're gonna go. Not that I like dolphins. Dolphins can jog on, in my opinion. But point being is, they are. You know, it's great that we've seen them. It's great the environment's coming back. It's great that we can breathe fresh air. Within a that, it's gonna go. I, I can see Christmas this year here being mental. Yeah, there's um, a recent report came out that the world's going to hit 1.5 degrees global warming with this decade within the next five years, right? Um, if we hit 1.5, the tropical regions of the world will become too hot to live. So that's where we're sitting. Yeah. All the way to north, northern Australia, India, Pakistan, mm. which are already experiencing those weather events. We saw big chunks of the Himalaya falling off. Um, the glacial melt there is already um, considered irreversible. Yeah. Two billion people rely on that water uh, for drinking water farming. We are getting so perilously close to this reality that if we don't wake up and say we've got to change it, um, it's all right for me because I've got a British passport and an Australian passport. I can go north, I can go south, I can escape. But for the vast majority of the global population that are sitting in the in these um, areas that are at risk, and it's happening this decade. Yeah. Now, people, you know, someone like Chris McDonald say it's 2100. I'm like, it's not 2100. It's now. It's already happening. We've already gone to the age of the megafires. We can, I mean, we can feel the temperature this year is hotter than last year, right? But and it's earlier. Um, you know, it's great to see the the drought break, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, if you believe the science. But but here's the kicker. As you and the, if this is what the pandemic has, has taught us that you need to be slapped in the face, yeah. And climate change, global warming, whether you believe it or not, is not slapping anyone in the face. I know Even, the, Australia was on fire, yeah, at the beginning of last year. I know, oh, that's not global warming, it was whatever it is. Now, it's, it's, now on it's fire, flooded, but that's just right? Because we didn't yeah. sweep the leaves, sweep up the leaves, so yeah, yeah, and, right. and, and fire tornadoes for the first time. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but it's all just fake news, so but until. Until you've got 90% of the world's population being battered in the face yeah. by something like this virus. Because whether you believe in the virus or not, maybe you will think it's a hoax if you're listening. You think, oh, it's just bullshit virus stuff. Yeah. Fine. You have still been affected by it because yeah. it shut the world down. And unfortunately, that's what it takes. It's like you can be sick. If the fire alarm went off in here, what would we all do? Well, Russell, as a, a professional you fire do, safety officer, we'll do. We'd all do look nothing. around. And do nothing. I'd probably drink my Coke first. If you saw flames leaping out the kitchen, we'd be out like a shot. Yeah. But you have to see the fire. Yeah. It's got to be at your door. Oh, I see your analogy well, there. That's good. It's true. It's a good analogy. I know though. it is because it's fucking true. It's really good. You're passionate about that. I know. And it was a great analogy. Thank you. Okay. So we, how many times are we going to go over that? The great thing about the pandemic is everyone's forgotten that plastic's a terrible issue, but we don't care anymore. And that's not a knock on what Sean's doing because yeah. I know they have to use plastic bags. But it's one thing. Where does a balance come yeah. between, so climate change is obviously, that's going to get slightly better because planes aren't flying, et cetera, et cetera. We're not eating enough cows. Vegans may be right. Fucking vegans. Yeah. But then where's the plastic issues being forgotten about? And it's not just plastic bags. It's the, the throwaway masks. What's happening to them? They now are going into the system. So that's now, we've... That's consumerism. You need to, you need to watch Seaspiracy. Yeah. Um, you know, 
it's the individual contribution is not going to make a difference. So we can all stop using our plastic straws, driving less, flying less. Oh, that makes no difference. Until the aerospace industry um, builds planes that are emissions free, which is not expected until the 2030s, yeah. um, it's not going to be good to, to, to fly, right? Um, you know, people say plant trees. Well, we can't plant enough trees to counter out the growth. You know, the amount of tourism that, it, it, you know, so in the beginning of the 20s, it was like four and a half, four and a half million, billion I'll get the, the data, four and a half million or billion. Well, that's a big difference. I better get it right. That's a huge and then, difference. And then by, by 2020, it was like double. And then by 2032, it's going to be double again, right? Um, so, like, we, we, this growth, this growth everywhere, you know, and, and we're seeing it here. You know, I was talking to people up in Chiang Mai about the smoke. Why? Why is it worse? Why is it getting worse? Um, and it's like that we've got to grow more food because there's more money. People want to spend more money on food, even, even in Thailand, right? Because the country's come, moved forward. So they're spending more money, so there's more money, so there's more crops. Um, and they've got to turn it over faster and, and faster and faster and faster. And burning is the fastest way to sort of move, yeah. move through it, right? And it's like... Well, also, you know, burning cost? is a great way to regenerate food. It, is a, it, it's a, it does yeah, work. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to do it. It's yeah. just not good for the environment. Yeah. But, when you're doing it but on you're right, as, such a, a scale. As a person sat here, having me telling Bake... No, I don't want my plastic straw. And bake, stop using plastic straws. They have. Is a, um, oh, is it a paper one? A paper well ones. done, bake. But, but even then, if you don't need a straw, don't use it because paper, this comes from trees, right? Correct. The, the, the reality is every single one of us, especially from the developed world, we need to use less stuff. We need to be more mindful, right? You know, like you've got a straw and it's wrapped in paper. So there's, there's waste on our table. Yeah. It, you know, a lot of the sugar packets have got plastic inside them. It's, we, we've just got to use less stuff and we've got to be more mindful of our impact on earth right and, and you know i'm with you use less stuff and i shouldn't buy so many shoes because i'm in the back i'll have another analogy in a minute but the other thing is to and we will come back to the one Phuket, is to to use local products yes. and to shop yes. local yeah, and yes. that's something that really i'm really passionate about yeah. is you see people going to villa market and you see all the stuff in there and that, once again this is not a knock on villa market yeah, in fact, I, love, I love villa market and, and they've been and what they're and they've doing been fantastic with auntie yvonne auntie yvonne at boat um Lagoon. Lagoon has been packing bags and Debbie and Gary being involved in that. And so, so well done to Villa Market for what they've done. But the point being is when they're importing all this stuff, yeah. that's bad. Well, and, and they're doing it for the customers, right? And I can go to Villa Market and I can get sweets from Australia. I can get chocolate biscuits from Australia. You know, and every now and again, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh, I'd love some of those chocolate royales or something. But I don't buy them because I know that they're being shipped all the way over. Um, but restaurants are just as bad. Sorry to interrupt, but getting oysters. Yeah, you know the, the Thai oysters. Okay, they're smaller, they're sweeter, they're so much nicer. But we still want to ship in the big oysters, which are frozen, shipped over. And when you get them, they're actually rubbish because they, yeah. you know, they've been frozen. Yeah, and so you, if you watch Seaspiracy, they're also full of plastic, and they're not worth eating anyway. So we've all got to cut back on our seafood. Mm. Not that I, I'm a big seafood fan anyway. Ooh, I love seafood. But no, I love I mean, fresh. I you might not, not want to eat seafood yeah. after this. Oh, no, no, trust I'll me. eat prawns and I eat the crap out of them. I don't take their heads <laughs> off. I just eat the whole damn thing. I don't care. Um, but no, I. Although we did say that, you know, us doing our own little bit isn't going to make a huge difference, I still want to just say, do your bit. Don't, no, don't no, give no, up. But no, but no, we've got to fight, the, you know, the top 100 polluters and the top 100 plastic polluters. Well, they, they need know, to stop. That's, they, like they're the ones that we're going to Coca-Cola company. Yeah, and Coca-Cola. I mean, classic example, you know, 12 months ago, they said, oh, our customers still want plastic bottles. You know, Steve Jobs was famous for saying, uh, customers don't know what they want. And... Uh, Coke haven't led. They, you know, it's second year, the world's largest plastic polluter. They haven't led the change. 
and they can change. They can do it. They've got, and they can make a huge but where's impact. where's the incentive? Well, no, but where's the incentive? The future. Exactly. No. You know, but, um, but Queen I'm, Rivers I'm for them. I'm devil's advocate here. But as a, how as could a, there not be an incentive? Because if, I, if I'm some 70-year-old CEO well, with billions in the bank, where's the incentive to me? Oh, but think of your grandkids. Couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Well, you're a selfish bastard. I, no, I agree. You know? yeah. I agree. But that that's the problem that we're trying. And it's getting to their doors and, and getting the change. It, it has to come from the top. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, governments, right? Like I, So one of the challenges I put out to the people in the marketing industry was make all of your marketing uh, about the environment. You can still advertise your products, but make it all about the environment, make it global, because they're the only companies that can afford to reach every corner of the globe, every yeah. language, every culture, and they can be sensitive to local culture and say it in a way that's meaningful, because the reality is until we get that message, that people are not even paying attention to it in this part of the world. They're no. not. You know, when I was a kid, I was swimming in the ocean, swimming in rivers, everything was clean and beautiful i take my boys to the ocean and it's full of trash and yeah. and i say i say to them all the time i'm so sorry that you can't see what a clean clean beach looks like i'm so it's sorry very true. i mean we used to find porno magazines in the woods but i guess that's slightly different yeah slightly different. yeah i went diving yeah. in the simlins a couple of weeks ago which was <laughs> amazing by the way i love the way you segue yeah and it was beautiful yeah so no one's really been there for the last year yeah so the water was clear Abundance of fish and sharks and loads and saw dolphins, all your favourite, saw loads of stuff, including plastic bottles and rubbish just sitting on the seabed and hiding in rocks and all of that, which is going to be there forever. Yeah, and that's or break down into plastic, microplastics, and yeah, even worse, right? Yeah, so I mean, you know, the um, the Indian Ocean doesn't have a garbage patch. Yeah, the the, the others do, but based on the tide, the way the tide works, it it doesn't it doesn't sort of sit in one spot. So it sort of just moves around, and we, we went out to, uh, what is it, Koracha, Yoi, and Nai. Okay, Noi and Yai. Just over the weekend. Unbelievably clean. Oh my God, it was so clear. And the, and the corals, they were abundant, mm. and the fish, it was beautiful. Um, and and this, there was this one tiny beach that was just covered in plastic, just covered in yeah. it. And, and fishing uh, ropes, fishing ropes and, 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 you stuff, know, yeah. and, and you kind of, and again, I apologize to my kids because I'm so sorry. That I've, you know, I'm, I, that's why I feel so responsible to speak up about it because I, I, I don't want children to not know this, you know, and I don't want anyone's children to think that this is it, you know, because if you if you've only ever known something, why would it be different? Why yeah. would it be different? Right, hundred yeah, percent. But do you think the new generation, your kids, my kids, will be they're more attuned to what's going on now? They'll understand more and they know it's bad. Like my kids know plastic's bad, and they will tell me, oh, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. So there there's is a, a change there's an, happening. There's an inter- yeah, but we don't have time for the kids to grow up for real change for them to make the change that's Correct. needed, right? So we need to make sure the change happens before that. Um, but you know, I think there's a big difference between my children intellectually understanding that trash is a problem, and me who's actually seen a world that's clean and seen this crisis grow. Like if you go to a country like India, and you just see trash, you know, in the streets, right? And you know that the people who live in that area have never, it's never been any different. So for them, a clean environment, if that's all they've ever known, it's just, it's not even something that occurs to you, you know. And I think our children, to an extent, until they can live in a clean world, they might not necessarily know. It's like when you go back and look at the old um, industrial, um, in England, you know, during the Industrial Revolution when there was all the smoke in the cities. Well, that's where it gets the name, it was foggy. Yeah. Everyone thought that London was a 
was it was fog. It yeah. wasn't fog. It was yeah. smoke. But the people living in it, mm. that's all they knew. Mm. So they didn't know that it could be better, right? Oh, you could go out to the country and have an experience in the country, mm. and oh, this is nice. But they didn't know because it was just life. And I think our kids are, have the risk of saying, "Well, this is just life," right? And, I th- and that's worse, I think, because you become apathetic when you can't. But then it's more about commercialism, because ultimately it's a case of, all right, we can build power stations and uh, factories and all yeah. of this, and we're, we're massively polluting the seas and the, the air and all of that. Yeah. But I've got bills to pay. Yeah. I've got people that are employed that need jobs. Yeah. We need we need to completely revamp. I mean, you know, look, yeah, Bob Hawke, the Australian Prime Minister, was talking about this in the in the in the 90s, and you know, this is a this is not a new problem. Yeah. It's just a problem that the politicians have never wanted to tackle. And from a dem- democratic point of view, it's not popular. So for, for you know, I, I've got, got hope in Biden. You know, he's making some big, big plans. Will it be enough? Um, well, I would first argue, time, for, well, at least for the first time, one of the bloody prime presidents is doing something, right? I would argue at this particular juncture, democracy is a flawed concept, especially when it needs something like this to happen. Well, we need global cooperation and global leadership and we need to get our heads down and we need to suffer. Because this is not, I mean, if you sit down and you really think about what we have to give up to move forward, we have to lose something. Yeah. And, and, and we have to accept to. that, right? But they have to. And uh, I've mourned. I, I, I've, sat, I've sat down and sort of, you know, what an amazing life I've had. Traveled all over the world, jump on a plane, I, you know, how lucky am I, right? I didn't come from wealth, um, but I always created my own opportunity. But um, I know, I know what I have to give up. Mm. I know what I have to give up for the earth. And we all have to make that sacrifice. And, you know, there's a tiny percentage of us that are the frequent flyers or the people contributing, you know, but we're not the only ones. How we farm, you know, like the world needs to be looking at the food staples all around the world and looking at the changing weather weather patterns and saying, how can we secure these food staples so billions of people don't starve? Mm. Uh, We've got to look at the the water, I mean water, right? So polluted air, if you can't breathe, you'd be dead in three minutes. If you can't drink water, you're dead in three days. And if you haven't got enough food, you'd be dead in three weeks. Those three should be the biggest priorities that we've got. I, I would, I would right? argue the the food isn't the bigger issue because there's enough food wasted from the developed world that could feed the, yeah, the developing world easily. Absolutely. Better food management, right? Yeah, better food management would simplify that. But at least Just, take care of the basics. Make sure there's enough rice so people in the developing world that rely on rice have got enough food to eat, right? And mentioning... Food waste. I'm going to bring us right back yeah. into. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. So part. Yeah. Of the, <laughs> Good yeah. job. Yeah. Good yeah. job. So part of the one Phuket is the SOS. Is it SOS? Yeah. So it's, uh, scholars of sustenance. So they're food rescue, um, and they were almost ready to go out as well. Just explain who. When so you there's this guy called Jack. There you go. And he basically rescues food, surplus food. So obviously before the pandemic, all the hotels, all their surplus food. So think of the typical breakfast buffet. Yeah at closing time, because we're always there at closing time, right? So much food gets picked up and taken away, what happens to it? So someone like Jack rescues that food and then distributes it out into the community where people need it. Um, and obviously the hotel industry has been so badly impacted mm. by this that, you know, he, he basically was running out of support there and he was ready to, and he's out he's out in his van cooking like thousands of meals every week and handing them out, handing them out to people who what need them. What sort of volume of food does that generate? And- not oh, just now. I don't but know. You have to ask Donna and Sam. No, in terms of, in terms of going to the hotels and saying, "We'll have all your excess food that you're about to bin." I mean, and, and taking COVID out of the equation, we're we're running on a, a normal high season. Yeah, that's tons of food. But you can imagine it, right? How many hotel, How many beds are in this in, in Phuket? Too many. Too many hotel beds. Mm. But that, I mean, and this goes back to my previous point. 
it, the hope would be something like that project could continue forward. Yes. In the aftermath of all of this, yeah. when the hotels are thriving, exactly. and when they're like, well, we're going to throw this out anyway, let's. Yeah, and so also, well, it also makes so we're trying to, care, we're to kind of, say, we're, why has it taken so long? Why did no one else think of that before? Yeah, so Scholars of Sustenance, uh, I, don't, I don't know if they're headquartered in Bangkok or they're, they're operating across Asia. Okay. And they're, and they're amazing, but they were almost out. Um, he, needs, he needs to buy another truck. He needs more volunteers. He, needs, he wants to do more things. So um, Samantha Gopher and Donna Toon are both really focused on helping him cool. be successful. And, and they're doing a great job for him, and he's amazing. Um, yeah, so that, that's one of the other areas. And yes, beyond the pandemic, we need to support someone mm. like him. Um, so who else is part of the, the One Phuket family? Oh, God, it's, everyone's part of it, if they want to be part of it. Um, some of the very, very wealthy people who are living here, they're giving us quietly giving us big donations you're welcome by the way <laughs> <laughs> um they don't they don't want necessarily want their names uh the pullman have just recently given us a donation um uh, pavilions are doing amazing work as far as um unpacking and packing with their employees uh, you've got com- smaller companies like steam cleaning phuket you know enrico yeah. so he, he's giving a percentage of all sales towards phuket um, Lena Wilcox, I just got a message from her. She wants, she's made 300 pairs of earrings and she wants to sell them and donate to One Phuket. We've had the schools, you know, the international yeah. schools, uh, did a dress down day and it cost a hundred baht to, to No, I know, I yeah. paid. Yeah, good. <laughs> I, I gave a thousand baht. How much did you give? <laughs> more. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't give more. I yeah. gave 11 hours of MC and lost no. my voice. If yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, well, no, that, no, hour, you nailed it, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, we've got no, like 60,000 baht. Joking and, aside, I got the, the KIS team and, and Donna Toon, big up DJ Tooney, um, she drove that forward yeah. at KIS and she's the head of the PTN and she was like, no, we're going to do this. I was just reaching out to Heidi at UWC, who's, um, I think she's an incredible she's person. She's an amazing person. And um, just Jason, to, nah, not so sure about, uh, but. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Jay. Um, I'm wanna... not when he has his shirt off, if I have to be honest <laughs> with you, which is because they live in my development and I see them a lot. Oh, right. So I just want to point out, put your shirt on. Yeah, okay. Does he say the same to you? When he's cuddling me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing yeah, like I a think about that. hairy, sweaty cuddle. <laughs> um, not that I know if he's hairy. Um, I <laughs> What are we talking about? Yeah, we've got yeah, to the schools and hide So I want to talk more to the schools about the, the kids coming up with creative ways that we can do things um, and to raise money, to raise awareness, to raise funds, you know, obviously funds, um, money and funds, same thing. But also moving forward, like from a sustainability perspective, like how can we get the schools involved, like metal sculptures on the beach to collect rubbish, during, especially during the, the low season when all the, all the trash is going to come in. But then when we get the trash, what can we do with it? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm trying to map out like all the different places here where... And, and there are and places. I know, and I know Blue Tree's doing yeah, some well, amazing stuff, Blue right? Blue Tree have a place called Wild Me Concept Store, which is an amazing place. And Kay and her team run that. And they go and they collect all the trash and then they separate. They work out what they can use and what they can't use. If they can't use it, it goes down to the, the station where it gets sorted and then separated. And that gets picked up by the right people. But then Kay will be making weird and wonderful stuff out of it. They yeah. do an amazing job. And yeah. there's other places that do that as well. There's, a, there's some Thai guys that go and collect all the driftwood and then make little um, statues and kind of what they're called, things that you put on the side of your shelf. Trinkets. Trinkets, I'll, I'll yeah. take that word. But how can we scale it up and make it even bigger and create jobs and maybe even turn Phuket into a place? No, 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 no. So I'm going to argue marginally against that. Right. It's, I, I, I like what they're doing. I, great, I get the concept. But the problem is it's supply and demand. They are constantly going to have a supply of... What you want, surely a better thing, 
would be if they went out of business. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You want them to lose their jobs. We want, of all the people, no yeah. offense, the lovely people, but that's not a job that we want you to have. Yeah, because that means there is trash out there, wastage out there. We need to attack this from the other end and try and reduce the amount of consumerism, yep. buying stuff, random stuff, and things like Alibaba and Lazada, Amazon. Fantastic for click, delivered, click, delivered. Brilliant. Love yep. it. But it's just 95, 99% shit yep. that no one really needs. No one's got, we'll, we'll use it for five minutes, throw it away because we can buy another one for a hundred bucks, a hundred baht. What's that? It's nothing, right? It's absolutely nothing. That's food on someone's table. Yep. But we're not going to stop people buying crap, even though yeah. I wish if it's going to be in land for within a day, like freebies. When you buy this and get this for free, I don't want it. Why don't you want it? I just don't want it. Like yeah. it's crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, but people love it. They love freebies, mm. you know. Same with giveaways at events and, yeah. and, and things no. like that. There's no need for stuff no. like that. So like, don't give them anything. Yeah. You don't need anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people line up around the block for, for free stuff, right? Now, this does happen a lot in Asia as well. People yeah. want that. And it is kind of in their culture. You get that free and you, they want yeah. to get it. They want to yeah. get it. They want to get it. Yeah. So going back to the... Because we, we, we're pushing for time a little bit. Although we could keep talking for hours about this, I think. So the one Phuket... What's the vision? What's the what's look, the dream? So you know, I just who want else do you have to? You I look at your notes. Who else do you have to promote? No, 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 no. You done? Tick no, no, no. There's loads of people that um and I, I, I at some out. point <laughs> I will I will thank everyone. What I what I what I want out of one Phuket is uh, before this all happened, I knew that I would never get to the bottom of Phuket. I would never get to the bottom of Thailand. I'd never, I'd never know everyone. I'd never know everything. I'd never understand it fully. Right. I think we've got a unique opportunity. We've maybe got six months for us to all to come together for more trust to be built between all of the different races that cohabitate here, which I would love to see more trust. Um, I know Farangs are not necessarily a particularly trusted group of people, but even within our Farang community, we're not, we're not talking to each other, right? We're very separate. So I would love it if we all just came together and we all sort of had a unified vision for the future f for Phuket and work with the government, work with the local communities, came up with solutions together that are, are going to make this a, a, an even more beautiful destination in the future um, so that when the tourists do come back, you know, we, we, we're all part of what that future looks like. So, you know, sustainability is a, a huge thing and we have to get it on track and I think there's job creation possibilities out of there. And the government's looking for ideas, right? Well, that's going to be my next question in terms of government support or yeah. are they... I guess I want to be careful how A, I ask this and B, you answer this, but what is the the level of, is there a level of support or is it more like a token interest in? No, so we're, we're, we're putting, we're spending a lot of time, so through Five Star, who are the legends of this story and Sutai, um, the Mai Tai Which gym. we don't actually, sorry, we haven't really, really yeah, mentioned. Yeah, 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 we yeah. should. So Five Star for more than um, 12 months now, being, they pay, they paid for hundred and distributed 150,000 life bags, right? Um, out, out of their own. For those that don't understand, what is a life bag? It's it's basically an, there's enough food in it that will feed a family for up to four or five days. It's eggs, cool. tins of fish, rice, sugar, mm -hmm. yep. essentials basically. Yep. Um, and they've been out there quietly doing it, not not really not seeking attention, definitely not seeking donations, paying out of them, out of their own bank account. And and they did it because they just thought it was an important thing to do. And they worked very closely with Satai Jim. Yeah. Yeah. And so. That then Suto came on board, um, so they've got a whole bunch of really fit people. <laughs> so the whole unpacking stuff, well, packing stuff. I wouldn't call Coach Nando that fit. <laughs> <laughs> or his team. 
<laughs> or his team. Um, yeah, and so just amongst them, you know, um, the, and then Sean's wife at uh, Five Star, she, she's Thai, and she's she's the basically I call her the operations director. She it's 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 all them, the food to the bags, right? Uh, uh, she knows exactly what's going on. She's exactly who needs what and where. Um, yesterday, there's a whole, a whole there's people driving all over the island giving um, infant formula to 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 the, for the babies, right? Because these babies are being forced to drink the milk from boiled rice. Wow! And that's got arsenic in it. But and, and if you think about not it, a lot of content to it either. Yeah, but if you think about it, like I mean, it, this infant formula is a real passion mm. area of mine. Um, and it's a whole other topic, but um, please, please, any ladies today, I just please breastfeed. It's so much better for your child, mm. especially in a crisis like this, because it's so expensive to provide formula, mm. and it can't be a priority for what we're doing, because it it just takes away so many. Like we can pay four or five people, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, we got we were we were able to get enough budget to get some formula out, and they know exactly where to go and who to give it to, and. Um, so this is not a us at the front. This is us at the back supporting what they're doing, um, raising awareness and raising funds. Um, but and that's that's all we want. We just want everyone to come together and say, right, let's get everyone through this. And how would people be part of One Phuket? What can they do, and, and what, what what can't they do? So initially, like there's a Facebook group, One Phuket. So come and join the group. Um, and then become an active participator. If you're doing good work in your community that's helping people. Talk about it on the on the page. We want to know what's going on, um, so we can support. We're getting some people putting commercial type things on the page, but pretty much most people are respecting what we're there for. Um, if you know if there's a community program that's in place that's going to help, or if you can teach people a skill that's going to help them you know, get new work opportunities, or in, in, any anything you can do to help people here move forward. And I think we're open to it. You know, uh, yeah. Sorry, Central. I think it's important, listener, that it's not about just giving money. You can, I think we talked about this when we did the um, the, the, the yeah when we did the huge um, event at Blue Tree, which was once again get Gary and Debbie to put that all oh. together. And the twelve bands that came on mm. gave their time. The Blue Tree staff that gave their time. The girls running around, Sam and all those running around to get all those donations. It was a fantastic yeah. job. And the I MC was, was going. Good, MC was useless. But my point being is, I was saying that it, I know, loved him. It, it's not just about handing over money. No. Not all of us are, are cash rich. Sure. No. You know. And I'm, I'm one of those people, but I'm very happy to give time. I'm very yeah. happy to give, you know, skills. what I can, skills, my database of people, if that's needed. So what we're saying to you, listener, is whatever you can do, do. Yeah. You know, we're not asking for a million bar or, you know, a thousand bar every week. I mean, if you can donate, great. Yeah. I think it's 160 bar pays for one food pack. Yeah. And so that will feed, feed the family of four for feed, four days. Yeah. There you go. No, I've done my research. Yeah. Unlike you, Russell. <laughs> um, but also... So Thai gym every Saturday. Yep. I'm down there picking my kids up and doing jujitsu with with Coach Nando. But everyone's packing there. You yep. know, there's Sam, there was Donna, there was um Andy from who we interviewed yeah. last night. She was down there. There's all these people and it's it, it, everyone's coming together having fun. Yeah. I irritate everybody by running around and singing well, but and making egg jokes, which was very funny by the way. <laughs> but that's what Excellent. we need people to help. It yeah. was exactly like that. It was a and cracking then, and, time. And and then <laughs> Raising awareness. Like, Absolutely. So I've got this uh, this idea, which is called just ten percent. If you could give ten percent of your time, money, talent, or voice to help people, it, it, and if everybody in the world could do this, we would completely change that the world. That should be on a t-shirt. We'll, we'll, we'll um, take your voice, I think, because talents. No way. No. 
Money, forget it. Money, yeah. no way. I'll take the voice. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like if you look at it, so people like Sam, Donna and me, we're, we're good at communication. That's our background. Mm. So we're share, we're helping to share the message um, and, and raise awareness. You know, that's I think that's it's fair to talent. say you're giving more than 10%. It's about how much you can do. And look, even if it's just sharing the post on the yeah, page, yeah. Yeah. that's enough because you're yeah. sharing it to how many friends you may or may not have. You know, there's yeah. little things you can do exactly. that will be appreciated across the whole board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole the whole social sharing and social and the voice on social media, it's such an opportunity for everyone right now. Y- your favorite restaurant. You know, if we can help our restaurants stay open, they can keep employing people. Um, you know, so but tell, just don't serve oysters. Yeah, <laughs> no, you can serve oysters. I'm just not going to eat them. Um, but you know, whatever we can do to support the local business community, so that they can keep employing people, so those people don't need life bags. Um, and you know, be generous when you go out. Tip, tip more generously because the person that might be serving you might be the only person in the family working. You know, so if you can afford to, just go the extra mile for people. Uh, don't bitch and moan so easily. You know, some of the, you know, some of the staff there. Sometimes they're new. Sometimes they're brought in at the last minute. Um, if you book a reservation, make sure you show up. And if you're mm. going to cancel, at least give them 24 hours notice because the kitchens aren't stocking up with the same amount of food they yeah. were before. And if they do, they're going to waste that food and lose money. So I think all of us can be a lot more mindful of each other and and supporting uh, each other locally, especially the people who've got businesses here. We, we, we can all do a little bit more. It, I think communities are where they get banded out around mm. a lot. Like we're a Phuket community. Yeah. And it's at times that's when you find out who the community really is. Yeah. Because we're not. We're, we're, we're all disparate, largely right? a, a disparate group of people yeah. that just, you know, happen along the same sort of space and time. Yeah. The community, the, the concept and idea of a community is a group that will look out for each other exactly. and support each other. And that's something we need to be a bit more mindful of. And that's what One Phuket, I about. hope, becomes. Yes. A true community, yeah. you know. Like when the tourists come back, we actually know each other. Before, I didn't know who was a tourist and who wasn't unless I interacted with you sure. as a parent at the school mm. or, you know, you guys. Somehow I met you too. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's not again. all good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too late now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, what, wouldn't that be beautiful if we, yeah. if we did have that community and became, you know, we just remembered what life is all about. And it's not about individualism. It's not about individual success. You know, I think it's some of the wealth on this island, 10% of that, can make a, a really, really, really big difference. No, absolutely. You know, and we've got people, and I know that they're really struggling for money, and they I see what they're putting in, and we see what donations they're making, and um, it's really, it's really heartwarming. You know, mm. there's more beauty in the world than there is bad, and if this doesn't remind everybody of that, I don't know what one, what, what will. Mm. So we've got a few things coming up. We're going to do a networking event with you at Blue Tree, with Jay at Blue Tree. And, well, it's go- I, and it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Fun. I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is Russell will probably be emceeing that one. Ah, uh, okay. I've talked you into it. Okay. Don't look at me like that. Why weren't you? Oh, I'm busy that night. <laughs> you come. <laughs> um, it's all about fun. No, and, it is fun. And connections, right? So, uh, meeting people you haven't met before. Speed uh, dating. No, I'm not going to talk about it <laughs> because it would, we're going to reposition it so that people don't get turned off. That's the All idea. Right. Uh, I, luckily, I can edit these things. Yeah. 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 On that note. And then um, in August with Gary, we're going to do um, it's a show called A Night at the Popera. Really cool. They're yeah. great events. Yeah. They're great. So when all the international schools come back, I'm just going to use them. So when they all come back from uh, summer holidays, that's going to be one of the things. So we, we'll, we'll do some events. 
um, and raise some money and, and, and feed and it out to the charities. Doing it. I mean, that's Absolutely. the key thing is, yeah. look, it is a terrible situation for a lot of people. We're very lucky. And as Russell, you pointed out, you know, we are sat here at a coffee shop and we have been sat at this coffee shop many times recording this podcast. Mm. Yeah. Close. And I go back to the burger comp that we had in November last year. 2,500 yeah. people all coming together in one place. People wouldn't have it anywhere else. Nowhere else in the world could you have done that. Yeah. And certainly not at that time, right? No, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. So we are extremely lucky. So let's, um, let's support. The one Phuket I think is a great, you know, it, it, it is a, an incentive to get everyone together. Yeah. And that's what it's trying to do. And supporting so. the people who need to be supported. Absolutely. You know, especially the people who are working in charity because, you know, they're just, they're just exhausted. And, and they never stop. And they'll never give up. But it, if we can make it a little less hard for them to do what they do, uh, then we're giving them a real gift. And I, I just, you know when you see that anxiety in people's faces yeah. and around their eyes? I, I don't like seeing that in people. If I can take that away from them, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And Steve, my husband's the same, right? If we can yeah. help. Um, and we'll do it in lots and lots of different ways. If we can take it away, uh, we will. Because you can't succeed when you're in that state of mind. So if we could all sort of think that way about how do we take take the anxiety away for people. And you can't do it for everyone. But if you can do it for people, how can, you know, what, you that, help, that makes a difference. You can help one person that makes a difference, right? Absolutely. You can well, help look, one or a thousand, yeah. you know, whatever you can do. I, I know you don't want the, the the praise and the admiration of being at the top of the of the, the tree, so to speak. But um, but you're you know, fucking getting it. No, I but don't the way that, but, but but you at the bottom pushing up with the team of people that you've put together and around you, and it is a team. It's not yeah. an individual thing. No. You know, it is teamwork, and there's so many different parts and elements of the team that you have driven together. I think it's you know, kudos to yourself. So thank you very much for what you've yeah. done, and I really do big up everyone to go and support One Phuket. Yeah, if you yeah. can. Get in there and do something. Yeah, and uh, if you're if you're a cynical bastard, you need to put that to the side. Because um, you know, I met a lot of people. Oh, I've tried this before. Oh, I've done this before. Uh, we don't look back. We look forward. So you know, this is this is a new time. And I think new, also, and it's an opportunity. On on that note, I think this hasn't been tried before, because yeah. it's not like you're setting up. Oh, we're another charity. We're we're something different from. We're not. Yeah. We're we're here as a central focal point. If you want to help any of the individual charities on Phuket, if you want to help this immediate problem that we're dealing with right now, support One Phuket. Yeah. Just support us. We will get the help because we, we know the people, we know the players, we know where this help needs to go and when. Yeah. And it will get to them. And that's something that hasn't been done here before. Um, and I think the, the big difference, I think, off the bat is when it's been tried before, there's, there's been an ego to it that, yeah. you know, I want to be this person that does this and, has yeah. all, and it doesn't work. This is not, and okay, we're, we're bigging you up and you're trying desperately not to take any credit. I, I, I appreciate that. And the majority of people involved in this don't want any, like Sean at Five Star, if you didn't know, you yeah. wouldn't know, right? Yeah. Um, so they just want to get on and do. So yeah. fine, let's just let them get on and do. But let's just support one Phuket. That allows the people in the front to just carry on and, and carry on with what they're doing well. Yeah. And it shouldn't be about ego, right? This is about... Saving no, lives. Let, yeah, and let's be proud of what let's be proud of ourselves when the world comes back to some level mm. of normality that we all we all recognise that it was a time to, to help each other come through in whatever way mm. makes sense for us, right? And you know, it's also about legacy. It's about being examples to our children, right? You know, you know, my boys are not getting as much of my time at the moment because I'm focusing elsewhere, sure. but they don't mind. Um, they, they they understand the bigger picture. Yeah, you know, and I, and I I'm, I'm happy for them 
to see that you know I've, I I drag them to everything. I mm. I take them. You know, if I'm, I don't go cleaning the beach by myself, I take them with me. I want them to see it, confront it. Mm. Um, you know, I I, I I the travel that I've done with them is always traveling. I want them to know how lucky they are by showing them how hard it is for so many, so mm. they can be more grateful and and hopefully be better citizens in the future, right? Um, but th- yeah, this is all of us leaving a better legacy. And, if people and want to get in just touch, just decent human beings, right? Yeah. If people want to get in touch and want to support Wampakel, or at least offer their, their their time, their service, their skills, resources, whatever they have, or they want to ask what they can do, what's the? Just come t- come to the Facebook page okay. and. Which is facebook.com slash one Phuket. Just search one Phuket. It is a group, you're yeah, right. Yeah, just do search for one Phuket, you'll find it. Um, and my my website is andreatedwards.com. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you want to find me, I'm very easy to find on yeah. social media. Yeah. And we've um, got all the links. That yeah. I always and point down. Yeah, you do, yeah. All the links in the description. If people just want to donate money, is there a sort of bank details? Yeah, the, that they can the, there's the bank details are on, on, on the group. Facebook group, excellent. Um, and we can share them, put them in the... Description. In, in, the, in my yeah. description. <laughs> Pointing at something else. <laughs> on that lovely note, Andrew, thank you so much for your time. Like I Thanks said, we, could, yeah. I, no, I think we, we, we could talk a lot more about climate change and sustainability, and I think we will do eventually, and we will get you on and have a Jada Shark and Friends and podcast. Russell podcast. Um, a proper one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One day. Oh, we, we'll talk about lots of things. Yeah. I look forward <laughs> to that. <laughs> Andrew. Well, no, when, when I publish my book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. There we, there we go. Right, Andrew, thank you very much. Thank you so, so thank much. Thank you, Rick. guys. And, uh, come and join us. Welcome to the outro. Slightly different outro. All I'm going to do is just say One Phuket is an amazing, amazing community. It's really, really worth getting involved with. And as we said, it doesn't matter if you can give money, if you can give time, if you can give contacts, if you can just share the love. Whatever you can do, please join the One Phuket community. That's all we're asking for you. Just go to facebook.com and just search One Phuket. Thanks.